Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name's Brian, and I am privileged to be a small church pastor in the trenches with you guys. I'm glad to know that there are other people like you that are awesome, that God is using to, man, impact the kingdom like never before. Also, speaking of people that are awesome, I'm joined by two awesome guys. Yeah, I mean it this time. I'm joined by two awesome guys, my brothers in arms. My brothers from another mother's times two, <laughs> Joey and Colby. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm blessed. As always, man, I like it. I'm glad to be gathered together. So last time we had a great conversation. We talked about the first two weeks after Easter. Now we broke that into two sessions because, hey, we're trying to market this podcast and make you come <laughs> back and listen. <laughs> no, we broke it into two sessions because Brian likes to talk. Can I get an amen from the crowd? It's not just Brian. You got three pastors <laughs> yeah. in the room. We're going to talk. <laughs> so here's what we've got, man. We're, we're in this series talking about how to maximize Easter, this Easter growth system. And we're looking at a wave idea that we learned, uh, from a man, a guy by the name of Pastor Josh Hanna and Compassion Church. Uh, their main campus is, I think, in Dixonville, Tennessee. And when they taught this to us, it was something that really was, uh, just revolutionary for us because it helped us put into words some things we we were missing. Yeah, because I, I could gra- gather the crowd, but I never did anything with the crowd. Yes, yeah. Or other than preach to them preach and hope to God that they just showed up. And, and they didn't. They wouldn't. And I would think it'd yeah. be my preaching, but it's yeah. because I didn't do the things to help them to walk that path yeah. to coming back, to connecting up. I didn't give them a pathway. Yes, pathways are so important. And, and I want to speak to the cynical pastor out there that's saying, this ain't going to work, because that was me. Uh, when I went through that training, I just I, I walked out of there like, oh, man, it, it it works great for the the church out in Tennessee. It works great for other people, uh, but as I shared in the last episode, we did it. I, I came back and I was like, you know, what I was doing wasn't working, so I might as well try might something. Well try else. something, yeah, yeah. I'll try something else, and and the worst it'll do is as bad as the other things did, <laughs> and it actually worked. And I have people in my church two years later that have are are, are great. Uh, volunteers, great leaders, uh, doing wonderful things for the church, for God's kingdom. Yeah. And so it does work. You have to put in the effort. Trust us when we tell you uh, it works. You just yeah. have to do it. And, and again, like we're not, this isn't us being snake oil salesmen. Like you, how much did any of you listeners pay for this podcast? Now, if you're feeling bad about that, you can fix that. You can fix that. <laughs> but, but what we're saying is I, I forget who said this quote. I, uh, it might've been it's Charles Spurgeon. Oh, no, no. But it said that really, it said evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. I love that quote. Yes. I love yeah. that. Yes. That's that what wasn't I. Me. It wasn't you. Okay. It, wasn't me. it was, it was some man of God on your caliber, on your level. But that's what I think about when I think about what we're doing with this. Like we're just one beggar who found bread and we're like, dude, try this and this and this. Yeah. And, and honestly, man, Colby, that's one of the things that you and I built a strong relationship on, man. We met each other. You, you were hosting Financial Peace University and I'm broke. And so my family, <laughs> we, we went through Financial Peace University and like those first handful of conversations where we had coffee after that or, or on a different day, like I was like, Hey, I learned how to do this. And you're like, dude, I'll try that. I learned how to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll try that. Yeah. Like, that's all we're trying to do with this podcast here. It's like, we've learned some stuff to do some stuff right. not to do. We're just trying to pass it on. And what we were doing didn't work. So yeah. something that does work, we're going to share it. And I'm hoping I'm not getting out of sequence here, but you brought up something to remind me that we didn't talk about last time for that next week. And that, that is that hook series. 
or that maybe even hook, uh, like you need a financial piece. He was offering it. So you went there that, that training, that life group, maybe, uh, that ser- sermon series that they need to hear that hooks them back into the yeah, building. Yeah. And so that's something. Now we talk about that, of course, on the, on the Easter, on the, the de- big day, the day of the big day that man have some way that you can hook people in. Maybe it's, it's a video testimonial of somebody like me. I could go up and I could say, man, honestly, I had no idea what we were going to do. I was so scared. I hadn't been that scared in my entire adult life. And I I found a church that was hosting financial peace university. And even though I was still scared, I called the guy to see if they had childcare and he said, yeah. And now here I am so many years later, when I first moved into this, this, this state, uh, homeless people have better credit than me. And now because of going through financial peace university, my family just bought their first house and I got to watch my kids. I get to watch my kids every day, ride their bikes in the, in the driveway. And it was because of going to financial peace. And I just would like you to join me with financial peace next week. Like talk about a hook story, right? Yeah. And all of that, I didn't make up on the spot. That's literally my story. Like yeah. you guys know, like Colby was your stinking son that sold me the house. Right. He's my realtor, right? Like, so that, that's a hook that you can use. Now, maybe you don't have that hook for Easter. W- begin working on it now. You still got time, but just know that hook series, this is not manipulative. I literally learned how to handle my finances in a way that God's word teaches me to do that. Is that discipleship? Sounds like it to me. Yeah. Sounds like it to me. So how are you finding discipleship hook series? And, and this is that? just not a creative, uh, uh, playful series. This is me. What is the need that they yeah. have that you can meet, uh, through your sermon series, through yeah. your teaching? Yeah. Uh, like right now we're doing the art of marriage because coming out of 2020 taught us anything that was that some people's <laughs> marriages wasn't as strong as they thought they were because when they had to start spending okay. time together. Listen, my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, but I need you to stop sharing all of the things I've told you in confidence. And, and so I could give, I could give my testimony is before I went through this training, my wife would have said our marriage was at a three, but now that I've taken and applied this stuff, I can be a nine, but I live at an eight most Listen, of the time. You can't, you can't dig yourself out of that hole. You're telling my, my personal secrets and I'm mad with you. So uh, definitely we want to make sure. And that's really, I think, I, and that's something I'm trying to work on with even my every week sermons. Why do you need to come back next week and listen to what I have to say? Is it just because it's a Sunday thing? Can I have a, can I be planned out enough to at least have an idea of what I'm talking about next Sunday so I can kind of hook you at the end? And maybe well, that's another podcast that we'll, we can definitely dive a little bit deeper into because uh, you know me, man. I love talking preaching, uh, probably preaching and theology. And while mine is better than anybody else's, is probably something I love talking about more than anything else. So let's dive into the, the remaining two weeks. So the wave is this, four weeks on the front side. Of, of the big event, then the one week of the big event, and then four weeks on the back side of the big event. So 414 is kind of how we say this. Now, again, you can go to Small Church Leadership on Facebook, and you can find the graphic that we put out to just kind of give you a brief overview and an emphasis of, of what that looks like. But here's the thing. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. Got quiet for a second. I just was... It got, was a moment of silence yeah, it got, for them. Yes. It got as quiet as the second half of Atlanta Falcons games, <laughs> right? And I say that for this reason. It pains me to say this, but my team will be, man, a thousand points ahead of you in the first half, but just can't finish a game. And they lose even the biggest of all games, the Super Bowl, they lose in the second half. And this backside of the wave is us not losing in the second half. 
Like we've said time That's and again. That's the best analogy you have ever given. Yes. You think so? I, I mean, you, they even let the Cowboys come back and beat them this season. I, I, He's about I to get hit by a microphone, isn't he? I ain't even. I ain't even got time for this. I'm leaving. Y'all can just. I can't say it because we're on the air and we've got more people that are listening. Yeah, we don't this would be a good time I to can't. pray for Pastor Brian. The right Lord, now. man, I'm about to pray. God, so you want to win on? You want to break win the teeth out of his head, right? Lord? Don't forgive any of their transgressions. This is what. This is how David prayed in the Psalms. Okay, so on the backside of this uh, this uh, big event, you don't want to lose. We all we all can get people in the building. Now you might not be able to get a ton of people in the building, but we all know at least we can pull the guilt card with a handful of people and get them to show up on a Sunday. Right. Well, how do we get them to come back? And so the four weeks on the backside are designed to do that. Now we talked uh, in our last podcast about the first and second week, which is have a guest meal. At that guest meal, give them the pitch for how they can get connected with a serve team or with a small group. And then second week after that is get them to attend a first serve or a first attend meeting. Now, if you're interested in what that has to say, go listen to last week's podcast. Now we're going to talk about week three and week four. So, Colby, what is the date for week three after Easter this April year? April 25th. April 2-5, April 25. Cowboys fans are terrible. April 25. Okay. So April 25th. Joey, what are we going to do three weeks after on April 25th? Uh, that's my baptism Sunday. Baptism Sunday. Now, why baptism Sunday? Why, why were you even doing that? Well, I'm hoping in Easter... Uh, because I prayed and, and sought God and I spoke, uh, and, and God moved in their lives. They, and we had salvations because people brought their unsaved friends, not their saved friends, to our church service. And, And they're coming back. They've accepted the Lord. And so now going into the waters of baptism. Okay. So are you, I just want to make sure that I'm hearing this correctly. You're actually saying that we should have a, an expectation and regularly see salvations happen in our churches? Yeah, that's that's Man, my expectation. Oh, my goodness. I just want to drop this microphone right now because that sounds great. Now, yeah. Now, remember, the conflict comes between expectations and reality. Expectations and reality. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're lowering that gap by helping give principles. So baptism is what's scheduled three weeks out. So here's some things to, we need to know about baptism. Tell me, Joey. Okay. So what we do with our baptism is we use it as an opportunity for them to invite their friends to celebrate what God has done in their life. Okay, so this becomes like a mini wave. This becomes a mini yeah. wave, yeah. yeah. Here, here's a, we got a generic invite cards. Invite your friends to come to your baptism. We will have cake and a little celebration for you yeah. and your friends. Dude, I want to get baptized afterwards. at his church now. Uh and so they're, they're staying after church for a little bit for cake. We get to know the friends a little bit. Yeah. We're celebrating their friend. Uh, and it gives us a chance to connect with more people and celebrate what God's doing. Okay. In their life. I love it. So are you guys hearing what's happening? We're trying to leverage every moment. We're not, I think for me, when in my ministry a lot, I've seen places where I, if I had a time machine, I could go back and fix it. Were places where I wasn't intentional with every moment. 
and where I wasn't leveraging every moment. And this is, we're not just doing baptism just because we don't have anything to do three weeks after Easter. We're doing baptism because primarily people are going to get saved whether they like it or not. Because we're partnering with the God of heaven and earth who can change all hearts. Amen. And so we're saying, God, we're putting all of our chips in that we can on this event and we're going to see people's lives get changed. And so doggone it, you're going to have people there at a baptism. And you know why doggone it? I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Doggone it. People like me. And that's why it's going to happen. <laughs> ah, that's an inside joke. We were watching some old Saturday Night Live reruns earlier. So we're going to partner with God and we're going to make sure that we create opportunities for baptisms to happen. But also this is an opportunity to get more non-churched people in the building. And so week one, we're having a guest meal. We're also talking at that guest meal about, hey, we're doing a baptism down the road because some people might not want to come back and serve, but they might want to come back and get their kids baptized or get themselves Mm -hmm. baptized. So we're guest mealing. We're having them show up to serve at certain places and shadow in certain ministries or join a small group or Sunday school or or a a midweek class (laughs) or something. And now we're inviting them to this big, huge baptism baptismal celebration. And I love that. I love that. So you have generic invite cards. You have a, a room set aside where it's just for the people that are getting baptized and their families and you're celebrating the heck out of them. And that is this big, huge deal. So what are some things that we can do to make sure that we're pushing that the way that it needs to be pushed? Well, so I, I start announcing it, uh, coming up. So I'm announcing it from the pulpit. I'm pushing it from the pulpit of how great of a celebration this is going to be and what God is doing. I'm celebrating what God is doing and celebrating what God is doing in their life. I love it. Uh, we put sign up at tables and then I'm communicating with those who I know has had a change. Yes. Okay. About this. And I'm explaining what baptism is. Yes. Okay. So I love that, man. That's great. So that's the third week after this. Okay. And so, and obviously you have to work out baptism within your church tradition and what that looks like. Some people they're, they're okay baptizing infants. Some people they're not. Some people they're okay baptizing younger kids. Some people they're not. Some people, they want them to be there for 12 months and go through catechisms and go through their church family process and all that. Some people don't. Um, I just, I, I, here, this is something that I'm learning and it's painful, <laughs> but if you can't, if it takes you that long to teach people what, what one central doctrine of the Christian faith is, we probably should work on your ability to teach a little bit more than their ability to receive it, right? Like mm. baptism, Jesus, Jesus was baptized. He said you should be baptized and it symbolizes us dying with him and raising with him. And since you're saved, you should now get baptized. <laughs> you probably don't need 12 weeks to teach him that. Well, Philip's <laughs> running along the chariot. The guy's not even a believer yet. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, he comes up to the chariot, explains Christ and he goes, why do we baptize? Isn't there a yeah. place right there? Right. What, what for Forbids me to be baptized. Yeah, right. and some churches don't have baptism baptismals in their building. Uh, I, I borrow one from the big church. Yeah, uh, you know a lot of those. And churches, how did you get it from the big church? Because you have built a, a relationship, relationship with, those with the pastors. And, and so uh, you know you can always ask one of them, one of those churches. Uh, you know, spend some time with them first of all. Uh, you know, pick their yeah, brains. Yeah, don't just Be- call them up so you can get stuff from yeah, them. Like pick their pick their brains, them. get to know them. I mean, it's like anything else you do with uh, relationships is you invest in each yeah. other. Go to and, their financial uh, peace class. Like you get their. Uh, you, I I borrow their baptism. Um, I borrow their heater. They don't know about it, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you still got it too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's been about a year, maybe more. Anyway, uh, 
So, so I'm going to need that back on the 25th of April. So, you know, no, you, I'm using it 25th you of April. Borrow, you borrow it from another church. Uh, you can go to, uh, uh, tractor supply and, yeah. and buy a, uh, a feed trough. Yeah. And, uh, and buy a spigot and get the, uh, flex seal and, 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 and set, set it up, it up so that you can, you can drain it out and, and fill it up. Uh, I would recommend hot water in it. I have done baptisms Glory. with cold water. Yeah, I've done both, um, but I prefer hot water. <laughs> when I don't get in the tank, I don't care. <laughs> but when I get in the tank, I want warm water. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it, figure it out is what I say. You got to yeah. figure out how can we do it. We we did our very first. Our building was done in 1962, and we did our very first baptism in the building uh, about six years ago. And so we always went to somebody else's church or somebody's pool. Yeah. Well, April 25th, you might be able to go to somebody's pool, but it might still be a little chilly yeah. if you're in the north. Yeah, and again, again, here's the thing. The point of this is not just to go to somebody's pool, yeah. but to get their friends who don't in. go to church to go into yeah. your building. So find a tank and, somewhere. And when it comes, baptism. find a tank. Do Listen, go Order from Amazon a cheap hot tub, okay? If you don't inflatable pool, like yeah. yeah, like make it work. And just like we say with Easter, don't make this a weird day. Don't make this unusual. Like have your praise team singing the songs they normally sing, okay? You preach and baptize people, okay? Preach a little bit shorter than you normally do because you got to fit a baptismal in there. But like you want the people that don't go to church to sit in the pew and go, wait, this isn't that bad. Maybe I'll come back to this. The place didn't burn down when the I walked in. The place didn't burn down when I walked in. Yeah, don't use these days to fit everything because you got them in the building, so I'm going to give yeah. them everything that day. Yeah. Leave it where they might want to come back. That's right. <laughs> and so baptism is really an important time. And, uh, man, I just would encourage you, if if you have these three or four big events a year and you do baptism regularly after that, that's four times a year where you're baptizing people. Now, you're probably out there and you're thinking what I still think to this day. What if we don't have anybody that's going to be need to get baptized? So there are a couple of things we need to talk about. First of all, that is a legitimate fear. Second of all, we need to probably address where that fear is coming from. Because I think when you uncover that, when you dig down deeper, and maybe this isn't the very bottom bedrock of it, but as you dig down, part of that is a fear that I'm going to try to do this and God's not going to let anybody get saved under my ministry. And if you don't believe God's going to use you to get people saved, then why are you doing ministry anyway? And that, that, that's, Ouch. I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks because yeah. these are things, this, they is, are. this is a legitimate right. feeling that I have. And like, I just had to come to terms with, man, if, if almighty God is using me, then the only way people aren't going to get saved and baptized is if I don't do my part. So now it's the time to say ouch. So when I first became a pastor, uh, a friend of mine was telling me that what he don't does do it, don't is, do it, please God, don't do it. No, he wasn't telling me that. He says what he does every Sunday is he says the exact same thing. He wants to welcome, uh, all guests. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome, blah, 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 blah. He says, now my church is small enough. I can look out there and I can tell that there's no guests. But I say the same thing every week. And he says, when somebody comes up to me and says, why do you welcome guests when you can tell there's no guests? I tell them, you need to fix that for me so I don't look so stupid. <laughs> and I say that to say this. When when I'm planning a baptism, I tell people we're doing baptisms. And I'm going to fill that tank. You need to bring people in so that this tank can be used. Uh, don't make me look stupid by filling a tank of water because it's a lot of water to fill those tanks. 
and and then we don't use it, and it just sat there yeah. and, and wasted wasted space. And, uh, and if you invite more people than me, I'll eat my hat because <laughs> I'm 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 I am smelling what I'm stepping into. I'm going it's, out and doing this same thing too. You know, and, and and you don't know what to say about Jesus. That's okay. Don't don't say anything about Jesus. Just bring him to church. I'll tell him about Jesus, and, and we can go from there. And, and so the 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 hope and the goal is that. They bring somebody so that Jesus can do what Jesus does. Well, I built in my calendar where uh, on, on big events, I especially have it, but every month, my, the third Sunday is Baptism Sunday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, there's months to go by. We don't have anybody, and then I don't have to fill the baptismal pool. I don't, I don't have to do anything, but I have an expectation built in that God's going to move. Yeah. I'm expecting. I'm believing. I'm hoping. Uh, and I'm witnessing. Do some, yes. And I'm inviting. And I'm sharing. And I'm holding people accountable. And I'm regularly sharing stories of me talking with people. And yeah, absolutely. And that's a fear. That is a legitimate fear. So when you hear me say, "Why are you doing ministry?" and that's a fear, I'm not casting stones. I, dude, I'm scared of that. Here's a fear we never talk about. But I don't want to look stupid in front of my people. Right. I don't want to be the fearless leader. And get up there week. and say, well, I mean, I, well, I look stupid, but I don't want to be stupid in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, it's legit. Like, I don't want to be like, man, God's going to do some great things through us. And then there's crickets chirping on baptism some Sunday because nobody's there. Right. I wrestle with that fear. And you know, the crazy thing about it, man, the crazy thing about it is like, I, when we can be honest with these are the fears and these are the struggles we have, it seems like those are the moments when God's like, that's what I needed to hear. Watch this. Mm-hmm. Now I know you can't do it, and you can watch what I can do. Maybe this illustration don't work, but I'm a Cowboys fan, so I have an expectation and a hope every up. year that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And if I can have that expectation at being a Cowboys fan, then can I expect God to do something? Because <laughs> he's more likely to come through. <laughs> <laughs> I think year about, after year after year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think about that old old saying. That why is there a hole in the roof of the old Texas stadium so God could watch, watch his, his favorite, favorite team? team. Yes. Yeah. Well, God has definitely. They're in exile for the past <laughs> how many years? Past three decades, whatever. So uh, at least he was at. One, they were at one point his favorite team. My guys, I don't know. So baptism is week two. So oh, I'm sorry, not three. week two, week three. And so now this is week four. Now before we say what week four is, let's just go ahead and say this. You're not done. Because, by the way, you're also in the front end of a Mother's Day wave right now, too. So when we you hear us say week four, you ain't done building the church and working in the church, buddy. But not by any stretch of the imagination. So this is like ministry in a small church is not for wimps. Wimps need not apply. This is... This is legit. So not only have you done baptisms this week, but you've also done the top five prayer cards for Mother's Day. That should all be on that same week, (laughs) right? Because we we were five weeks out of, uh, uh, on Easter, we were five weeks out of for Mother's Day. You've got your 4-1, so you should be doing the uh, the prayer prayer cards. And and here's the thing. Come out at the end of the baptismal service. You've baptized four people. You've baptized six people. You've baptized one person. Okay, right? And you're standing there and you're soaking wet and you're talking to your crowd and you're like, guys, this is evidence of a life that's being changed by our ministry. And so now here's what I want to do. I want to remind you that 
this person that we just baptized today is here because we wrote their name down on a prayer card and prayed for them and partnered with God. So right now, as we end today's service, we're going to write names on these prayer cards and we're going to pray for them. You tell me that's not going to move people because what, what we're doing, some author, some leadership author says that your job is to be the chief clarity officer of your ministry or, or your, your organization. I use ministry because that's the world we live in. We're clarifying this happened because that happened. This baptismal happened because your knuckleheads didn't even want to do this in the first place, but you wrote down five names and you invited somebody. So now we're going to replicate this again and again and again and again. And for the pastors, this sounds exhausting. This sounds like a lot, a lot of work. It is, but that's why we're saying use the summertime when it's the yes. natural low. Go with the natural flows. It's the natural low. That is your rest time. June is when you take a break. Yes. So we're pushing to get through Mother's Day, the May, and then we get the break so we can gear up you for the got welcome the big, home You got the big day in you know, Father's Day. Then you take a break. Oh, Lord. Bless him, Jesus. Please. <laughs> you know, the Bible says in the book of James, if anybody lacks wisdom, please let him ask from God. I don't know why you haven't why done that Father's yet. Father's Day be as oh. important as Mother's Day? <laughs> That's a different podcast for a different day. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> it is. I just want to plant that seed. <laughs> so, so June yeah. is the natural low. Uh, because mothers want the children to come to church with them fathers on Mother's Day. Fathers, go, I want to go golfing. I want to go golf. I, I want to grill. Hunt. I want to hunt fish. fish. Yeah. I want to sleep late. Uh, well, so fathers, the, what uh, we're doing, what we're doing the, on the next week uh, on the backside of the wave, I do on Father's Day. Okay, so I'll do it on on okay. May second, but I'll also do it on Father's Day. Okay, okay. so. Well, then let's talk about that. On the next week, which is the week four, okay, remember you got 414, so this is week four, four weeks after Easter, and what day is that going to be on there, Colby? That is May 2nd. May 2nd, so this is the day before Mother's Day this year. This is when you're giving them their invite cards, and this is May, because Mother's Day is May 9th this year. This is the Sunday before Mother's Day, and so what are we doing on that May 2nd, Joey? Baby dedications. Uh-uh. Nope. We're doing child, child dedication. dedications because there are some non-church young families we're reaching that they may think that their three-year-old or their five-year-old can't be dedicated because they're not a baby. We're doing child or their 12-year-old or their 20-year-old can't be dedicated. And now sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've run into some of these cases where we didn't need a child dedication. We needed a child exorcism going on, but <laughs> um, that's just my children. Um, so this day, the final time we're doing a child dedication. And on this, and I love the fact that you do this on Father's Day and, uh, you know, you do this. So just, you know, man, just take two minutes and share about why you do that on Father's Day. So why I do it on Father's Day is because... I want to, I want the fathers to understand the importance of their role as a parent, as a father, uh, because there's too many fatherless families out there. Even families that have a father, the father is absent in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, they've bought into the, uh, Ray Barone or Homer Simpson, uh, parenting style. And my goal on Father's Day is to reinforce the importance that they have as the role model of that family. Yeah. So that's why I do it on Father's Day, but I'd also do it on May 2nd. I, I love that. And all of that that you just said applies here as well on May 2nd because when do we not need to know that we can step it up as fathers, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like I honestly wanted to smack you a little bit when you were talking about that because 
dead gummit. I need to step it up. <laughs> and, but this is child dedication. Okay. So we talked talk to you about why we say child and not baby. And I, I really was talking to Joey and, and <laughs> just correcting him. I'm just, yeah. well, no, I'm just helping him to clarify what needs to be clarified. So child dedication Sunday, this is a good time to connect with young families and to have more people connected to your church. So at this point, they've gone through a guest meal. They've served and they're falling in love with their serve team or their small group. They've come to be baptized, or to the very least, maybe they didn't want to be baptized, but they were there in the baptismal service to watch and investigate so that they can sign up for the next time because they didn't know if this baptismal thing was going to be weird because they're non-Christian and they don't know they're non-church and they don't know about it. And now here they are. Uh, I'm not going to get baptized, but I do want my I do want little Junior dedicated. This is a month's worth of church that you've connected people with. Good job, Pastor. Right. Good job, team. Yeah, absolutely. Good job, church. So is there anything else that needs to be said about Child Dedication Sunday? You also will have family members come in to see the Child Dedication. Yes. Another opportunity yes. to leverage the situation. Yes. And here they're coming in, and the very next week is Mother's Day, and you've got free pictures with mom, or you've got maybe you're giving every mom in the building a rose or something like that. I do want to pause and say this here for Mother's and Father's Day. Be cognizant. There are people in your building who this is the first year that they don't have their mom with them. So on Mother's Day, we actually celebrate women. That we, yeah, we we do too. It's not just moms. Yeah, we do we, too. We, we had a, a a wonderful wonderful woman that was in our church that had no children. She was ninety when she passed, and every year we gave her a. Uh, a gift because she was not a, a, a physical mother, but she was a mother to so many. Yeah. So we yeah. celebrate women. That's, that's critically important. I, there was and one year on Father's Day. Yeah. There, there was one year for me, man. And, and this isn't taken away from mothers because we have time where we talk specifically mm-hmm. to mothers, but there was one year for our church. We had mothers in the building. We had mothers who had lost children in the building. We had children who had lost mothers in the building that very year. We had one family in the building that I know of that was struggling with infertility issues. We had families were in a military area who they were away from home for the first time or their significant other was away from home on a deployment. And so Mother's Day is very special. But remember that the way I have had people that have come back to our church and connected because we handled it with grace. Yeah. And so just be cognizant of that when it comes to Mother's Day and Father's Day. We're not, I'm not trying to be like, oh, they're just liberal and trying to take it. No, God, no. That's not what the deal is. Like we're trying to be sensitive to people that could feel ostracized or left out. Yeah. Or hurt. Or hurt. hurt. Hurting. We don't want to create yeah. hurt. And, and just like, just like around the holidays, man, the holidays, we start getting, being nostalgic and pining for days long gone. And, you know, like this, this past year for me, man, it was our first year in our new house. And like, I just, I really like crazy miss my grandmother and my sister. Like I, and I, I won't see them again on this side of eternity. And I had some emotional times. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me want to cancel Christmas like Colby. Um, who, by the way, them grandbabies made him decorate his house this year. I did first decorate time in my house. Years. I don't like Christmas All right. for what so. it's become, but I love Christmas <laughs> for what it is. Now, so we're just suggesting that be, be careful with your language with how that works out. So. Guys, this has been a good little series, man. I've been encouraged by it. Can I say something else about the fourth week? If you're no, going to do no, this, you okay. no, I I'm said no. Sorry. You know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, this now I'm interested. Fourth week would be the time to do the second uh, life at faith or the guest meal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you were going to do that, if 
and that opportunity, they've been away for a couple of weeks. Is people as people now tend to do? I'll come one week. I'll come back three or four weeks from now. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good time to invite them back. Hey, you missed the first serve, first guest meal. We'd love to have you. At so you're this saying one. to have one on the fourth week or yeah, to you invite could, them back? You know, back invite them back if, okay. if you have something that you missed. And if I you have gotcha. nobody, if you have nobody that says I RSVPs, you don't have to have it. Right, but it might be a good opportunity. Yeah. to give I them. I thought I was if feeding that something. bunch again. No, no, no. <laughs> not the same people. The people that may have they, they missed. They weren't able to yeah. come to the yeah, first one. They give yeah, them the an, people another opportunity. Because yeah. the next week they may have had something that they had already planned. Or right. A couple weeks I'm going right. to be out of town or something. Right. And then this is another opportunity to do that. And, and here's something. This is not part of this particular Easter-specific podcast, but this is part of a system podcast. These big days have their own rhythm, but your regular months have their own rhythm too. And you need to have a life at faith or a first step, a guest meal, first big step to get connected to the church every month. Now for us, it used to be the first Sunday of the month and then COVID messed all of that up and we haven't been able to convert that digitally yet. Um, but at any rate, in your regular calendar, make sure that you're planning out something that you do and that you are doing regularly throughout the month in a system to generate ways to get more people connected in. So good stuff, guys. You got anything else? That's it. Yeah, I think that just what you said. Make sure that this is not only just on big days, but you're building the, these guest meals yes. and the baptism and leveraging that yes. stuff when the opportunity gives itself. Yeah. You got, hey, man, we got to look. Uh, God, God will uh, do. Blah, 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 blah. God will do a lot, but He's not going to dig a hole whenever He's giving you a shovel, right? <laughs> so I'm going to get a quick story in. Uh, I was coaching uh, football, and I was a middle school co- head coach, and my team got got uh beat by a team that uh was was better than us beat us uh, 56 to 6 they just wore us out the next week we played a team Wait, did that you was coach inferior. the falcons it was a middle school team so yeah uh oh, the uh so the next week we played a team that was inferior to us and we lost 8 to nothing and i could just see that the guys were flat so i talked to my friend who was the head coach of the of the varsity team and i was like you know what I, what do I do? And he said, your team is only going to be as excited as their coach. Pastor, get excited about Easter. Come on. Get yes. excited about Easter because your team is only going to be as excited as you are. If you're st- going into meetings and you say, all right, guys, we got Easter coming up. We got to do something. They're not going to be pumped up about it. So yeah. you got to get excited about this opportunity to see lives transformed into yes. the likeness of Christ. Come on now. Come and, on. and so I don't want to get into preaching and all yeah. that stuff, right? But we're I'm going to. Home. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to. We're going to make We've it got hard. To get excited. We're going to make it hard for people to go to hell in our city. Yes, we need to. Yes. We, we need need to and, and oh. i i challenge my church all the time let's fill the heaven to capacity yes now i know we can't do it but doggone it let's try it yes and what an easter to get excited about they canceled it last year they, they, they made yes. us do it online this year we get to do it in person hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> we get to do it in person we're doing There's it in person easter. we are yes. doing it in person easter is coming yeah. well we get to celebrate yes. what god did yes. for us yes. Yes. small church leader get excited about the fact that lives are going to be transformed because of the mm-hmm. ministry that god has put you in charge of
That's it, man. I love Very it. Very good. And there's nothing else to say about that. Nothing. Nothing. So, guys, I mean. If my uh, mic wasn't in a mic stand, I would drop it. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much for being with us today. Listen, if you get a chance and God's blessing you with any of this, go and leave us a good review. We'd appreciate it. And also, man, you can find us on Facebook. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, let me, I, third try. Oh, God. I almost <laughs> pooped my pants just then. He scared me so much just then. All right. All right. Does the old guy got it? Let's see. Uh, Facebook dot com slash small church leadership oh he got it there you go and with that being said thank you for listening to the small church leadership podcast the podcast where we are hopefully prayerfully and excited that joey said it rightly helping the small church fulfill the big mission i'm brian i'm colby oh and i forgot my no, <laughs> thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time bye